And welcome back uh, here on this program on uh, Thursday. Glad you guys are with us on this shortened week, but a very important week. We've already talked today uh, to David Rubin from Shiloh, Israel, uh, about all that's happening there with the conflict between Israel and Hamas. We just finished talking to Congressman Jim Banks, and now we get a bit more local as we go now down to the State House. And down there, we're going to talk to uh, House District Representative for District 81, Martin Carball. Uh, Martin, good afternoon to you, my friend. How you doing, Pat? Doing really, really well. Thank you very much on pretty short notice of being available for today. Uh, I just thought it was important to have you on. I know, I think it's Monday, uh, you start uh, a whole new uh, session, and I think people need to know uh, what will be happening at the session and what will not be happening. First of all, this session going forward, this is one of those budget sessions, which means it's slightly longer, but it's also, and I don't say, you know, budget's more important than everything else, but budget's more important than everything else. Well, it, it, it actually isn't, so let me correct you. <laughs> See, that's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> so this is not a budget session. We, we passed a budget in 2023, and so um, it's not as important in terms of the budget side of things. We, we typically adhere to a rule of we don't want to open up the budget, so we don't deal with a ton of money issues, but we will um, – we will address some, you know, issues if, if, if we need to on the money side of things. But we also deal with sometimes there are bills that passed and there was an unintended consequence. And we got to come in and kind of make make adjustments to things to make sure it's, it's working properly. This used to kind of be called more of the technical correction session. Right. So we technically correct bills from the past. Uh, but it's really become more of a full session without a budget. Yeah. And, but but. In that it's not a budget year, and I kind of played devil's advocate there when I set you up. Uh, but <laughs> but but fancy me doing that. Uh, but but what it does is it does allow you to deal with some things that are not directly budget items, but there's very little in government that's not somehow a budget item, uh, and that affects things that you guys will consider in the next session. That's right. Uh, this gets more into um, policy discussions. Now it's a short it's a short session uh, in length too. So budget sessions normally go till the end of April. This one will be done no later than the middle of March. Um, we're hoping to be done that first week of March. That's what everybody's talking about. Although uh, this will be my 12th session, Pat, and I always hear uh, rumors of things being simple and getting done uh -huh. and not as <laughs> controversial. And uh, it's usually anything but any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's nowhere near that. You're exactly right. correct. Uh, one of the things that I was curious about, uh, you had made it known to me, uh, I want to bring up a bill, House Bill number 1017. This is a bill that's going to have some people yanking their hair out, screaming like their backside is on fire and running for the exits. And this bill, I'll let you explain what it is, but this bill really has no hope of actually becoming law, right? Uh, no. And many bills that get filed are not going to become law. Thankfully, we have plenty of laws. Uh, now, some of our bills are repealing laws, so I don't want to say that all bills passed are new laws. Um, but it is important, and I'm glad you brought it up. I mean, it's important for people to um, kind of listen to the coverage of the State House early in session in January with, with a degree of skepticism. Um, 
anybody can file anything at the state house. Any duly elected state representative or state senator can file any type of bill they want to file. And they all get assigned to a committee, and then that committee can, the chairman decides whether that bill has an opportunity to be heard and become law potentially or not. Yeah. So you'll see articles written about bills. This one in particular may, may garner some attention um, dealing with not, t- uh, not teaching history of any president who owns slaves is what that bill has in it. That, boy, that's um, that's starting to slice things very political and very oddly. Um, you yeah, know, it's so it's it's it's, it says it's it, it, it's this bill. it's done to amend the Indiana Code concerning education, but what it's really trying to do isn't it that it's actually trying to gen up those that owned slaves and those that didn't. Here's what I'm pretty sure of: I don't think there's anybody in Indiana today that owns slaves or that currently owns slaves. Anymore. I think we're a little bit beyond that, but yet uh, somebody is using this opportunity, and I keep I see names here as I go through this, like presidents of the United States who own slaves. I see th- names like Christopher Columbus. What are they trying to do in this bill? Uh, they're, they're playing to their political base. It's a, it's a bill filed by uh, one of our Democrat colleagues in Lake County, and um, you know, and and I'm 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 friendly with him. He's on the education committee, but. Uh, we obviously don't see things um, we don't see things the same, and unfortunately, some people view things only through a race lens. Uh, most of us don't, right? And so, I think this is really kind of an election year: gin up the base and and get them get them fired up uh, about some of the legitimate education bills uh, that we've pushed through limiting access to sexually explicit material. I think it's really a shot at what we've tried to do, getting some of the worst sexually explicit material out of our school libraries. Yeah. And and so often I have found, I'm not saying this is true of this particular legislator or of this bill, this non-bill bill, uh, but sometimes I find out more often than not Rather than trying to deal with the things that really are affecting our kids and our youth, we're trying to protect them from things that really are not really current issues with regards to our kids and our youth. And I think that you cause division between, and I'll just say it, between left and right, between Republican and Democrat, and between Christians and non. And bills like this are often used like hand grenades where you just throw them into the room and they blow up and whoever they hit they hit. This is a horrible way to do legislation. It really is. And that's why this will mark it down. I'll bet anybody on it. This has 0% chance of becoming law. But the thing that I talked about earlier, Pat, is it's going to be filed. It is filed. It's got a bill number. You read it. Right. And so it's going to be assigned to the Education Committee, undoubtedly. I sit on the Education Committee. And then what that'll sometimes do is give somebody in the media the opportunity to write about well, lawmakers are considering not teaching history about presidents who own slaves right. for Columbus. You know, they can write it as if it's almost law, right? and there's no chance it's going to ever get a hearing. So one thing I want to encourage is for folks, when you see those things that just take a half a second and think, does this even make sense in a Republican supermajority-run state? Mm-hmm. Does it seem like this would even have a chance? And if the answer is, gosh, I hope not— then the next step is reach out to your senator, reach out to your state representative, and just ask. Um, 
I, I've had I've had some constituents do that, and we've we've created a, a really good synergy uh, about some of these bills. Where when they when they see them and are like, oh my gosh, what are they thinking? They know to call and talk to me first, and right. then I can talk them through. Okay, here's the reality of that bill. This is you know, yeah. like you said, it's a grenade being thrown in, and it's really just being drafted for the sake of having it out there. There's no chance of it becoming law. Right. And and pe- what people need to understand here is, and again, as you say, with a Republican supermajority, yeah, it just, you know, an ice cube will survive a night in hell more than this bill will survive uh, the Indiana legislature, I hope and pray. Uh, but yeah. at the end of the day, if we would all just stop, Martin, and just think, and you know, I, I've got people, you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start making you a... a uh, recipient of all things that come to the Pat Miller website, um, you know, and all, all my emails. And I want you to get all of them so you can see what I deal with. And I, I love my listeners, but there are some people out there that don't think any further than the end of their nose, and that's where the problem is. Well, we might want to compare inboxes someday, but... Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want to send mine your way. I don't want yours. So. <laughs> No, we, we get a lot of great communications, but there there are those that they, they get caught up in, in the emotions of things. And even when I first saw, actually I had a colleague send this bill to me, and, you know, I get caught up in the emotion of, what in the world is yeah. this? Yeah. And then, okay, well, that's him from there, and, okay, this isn't yep. anything. Yep. But but I get it, and, and I'm sympathetic to the fact that, you know, we're down there, that the general public are not down there, they're, they're not in this process. Um, I didn't know half of what the process of government was until I served in government. So I try to be very um, sympathetic to people with questions and, and try to answer those questions to the best of my ability to help them understand the process. That's a big piece of this whole deal is just understanding how it all works. Yeah. Whenever I've been around you, whether it's at political events or Republican dinners or even out at the uh at the um, Veterans Memorial out there on O'Day Road uh, when we were out there just recently because we had unveiled the new memorial, which is a replica of the North Korean memorial there in Washington, D.C. I I sit back and I watch you sometimes, and I I am always highly impressed with how it is that you never shut people off and you keep yourself open to them. Uh, You know, there's some limitation to that. You know, if they're they're just not going to listen to reason or anything else and they just keep hammering at you, Eventually, you have to walk away. But I've always found you as one who walks away less and tries to understand more. Is that is that a frontal lobe thing for you? <laughs> it is. I think uh, holding an elected office uh, that's voted on by uh, a bunch of citizens, I think it's part of a job that you have to do that. Now, to your point, if there's somebody who simply just wants to yell at you and doesn't really want to have a discussion, I'm not sure how productive that is. Right. Uh, I can take a little bit of that to the point where... Um, if it's not productive, then I want to talk to people that I can be productive with. So um, thankfully, that's most. Um, I, have, I have one particular constituent. Uh, he is a uh, he's, he's actually become a good friend. He is definitely a union Democrat, never vote for me guy. And right. he is the most respectful guy. We have great conversations. Don't you love that? Yeah, it's fantastic. And I even won one election. I said, you know, this one could be... Uh, could be close. And, you know, I, I appreciate our conversations. I'd love to have your vote. He said, you know, I appreciate you asking me, but I just can't do that. 
No. <laughs> okay. And we still got together this year and yeah. had another really good conversation. Yeah. I, li- I like you, but I've got limits. So <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, listen, um, I hope you had, with your lovely bride and your children, I hope you had a fabulous Christmas and New Year's, and I hope you get whatever rest you need uh, to get ready uh, for this new session, which begins on Monday uh, down there. It's a shorter station, but it could still be intense. So you've got a lot of legislating to do. But Martin Carbaugh from Indiana's 18th, uh, uh, um, what did I say, 18th? No, 81st. I'm, I'm a dyslexic dyslexic talk show host. Um, but, <laughs> it is the 81st. Yeah, but but uh, Martin, uh, blessings on you. Thank you very much, as always, for making yourself available to us. We appreciate it very much. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Pat. Podcasts by Federated Media.